Hi, and welcome to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. My name's Brad McClure. You see, there was a time when I stood behind a pulpit each week and had the opportunity to teach God's Word. Today, I'm a banker, and each week I sit in a pew just like you. I may have gone from the pulpit to the pew, but I haven't lost my love for learning and teaching God's Word. And that's what this podcast is all about. So, grab your Bibles and let's study God's Word together. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to talk the Bible with you today. And last week, where we left off, we we have kind of inherited a series. I... I've not officially made it a series, but now at this point I'm kind of conceding and I've been talking about David. And I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't start at the beginning. We did not start in chapter 16 of 1 Samuel when when David was anointed by Samuel to be the next king. And we missed the amazing story of David and Goliath. But we picked up the story when David was in a cave and he was all alone and that struck a chord with me and there were some psalms that he wrote and we began to study that and then I just haven't slowed down since. And last week when we left off, David was again in a cave. He was in a different cave and you may remember that Saul came in to use the restroom and David had his chance to kill him. Now, you're going to feel like in a few weeks, if I continue this, I'm telling a repeat story. It actually kind of happens again. But for now, David kind of slipped up to him, cut off a part of his skirt, his robe, but couldn't couldn't kill him. Just couldn't do it. And when Saul later left with his 3,000 men and got down in a safe spot, David came to probably the mouth of that cave and called out to Saul and showed him that he could have killed him, but he didn't. And I talked last week about a sensitive heart. David's men wanted him to kill Saul. And maybe part of David wanted to because it maybe could have freed him from some of his problems, but he had a very sensitive heart to God. And and he could not lift his hand against God as God's anointed. He was still the king. And he couldn't do it. Now, ironically, there's a scene in chapter 25 that I won't go to today. I was going to, but I got bogged down on a side study. And that's just how it works. And that's what this podcast is. It's an overflow. And we're going to be in the text. We're going to be in chapter 25, but only verse 1. But ironically, David had such a sensitive heart in chapter 24 but in chapter 25 he almost committed murder he wouldn't kill Saul but in chapter 25 he almost committed murder and I started working up a whole message I'm preaching this Sunday night at our church I thought about preaching on that what happened between chapter 24 and 25 but I don't know that I will now But I do want to look at chapter 25 today in verse 1. And I I hope this study is helping you. I I, I believe there's practical truths in here. If you love the Bible, I want you to just see the overflow of a study. And encourage you to get obsessed with some study. 
Maybe you're studying Judges. Maybe you want to study Good Luck in the book of Revelation or something. Just fall in love with the Bible. By the way, I'm going to get into chapter 25, but set some summer challenges. I, I, I've set myself about eight summer challenges. Some are personal, some are spiritual, some are health related. But I've got some summer challenges. And I'm going to see, I'm going to just, for the first month, I've got 30 days of challenges for myself to see if I keep it. And I want to challenge you to do that. But all right, here we are. Chapter 25, verse 1, it says this. I'm going to read you three words, and then I'm going to pause for a minute. Here's what it says. And Samuel died. Samuel. When I say the name Samuel, what comes to your mind? Let's just do our same activity Yell it out loud at the exercise place, on your bike, in your car. When you hear the name Daniel, no, Samuel. When you hear the name Samuel, what do you think of? See, the whole book is named after him. First Samuel, and then there's second Samuel. He's got a whole book named after him. And, and the beginning of this book starts with his story, but it kind of, I, I, I'm going to say it just in a, in a personal way. I don't feel like Samuel was thinking this, but it gets hijacked a little bit by David, a man after God's own heart, who I've even hijacked and been talking about. But I want to stop this week and just talk about Samuel for a second. What did you think about when I said, think about Samuel? I jotted a few little notes down and was reading briefly on him some this week, just thinking about this podcast. See, Samuel's birth was, you may remember, an answer to prayer. Do you remember his mom, Hannah? I think she was a, just a godly lady. And she couldn't have children. She was broken over that. Whole lessons and sermons have been preached about her. But she got on her knees and she begged God for children. She prayed that God would open her womb. And God heard her prayer. And though others looked at her and thought she was crazy or drunk, she was just that passionate about her prayer request. God chose to give her children. And Samuel was an answer to her prayer, and she dedicated his life totally back to, to God. And she took him and she allowed him to grow up underneath Eli's ministry and allowed him to learn underneath this priest, Eli. And Eli's children didn't turn out very well, but, but he mentored Samuel. And, and Samuel grew up there. And, and, and there was a time, there's a, there's a time, I'm going to put some notes down here and, and, and switch. But there was a time when Samuel got to hear from God. And it came at a unique time, even even Eli at first didn't know what was going on, but it says this in chapter 3. It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. It was silence from heaven. The prophets, the judges, no one was hearing from God. But a child named Samuel did. And you remember the story, I won't, I, I won't go in depth with it, it's not really the point of this week's podcast, I want to get to my point in a second, but God was calling out to him and this young child Samuel didn't understand what was going on, this was new to him, he thought it was Eli hollering at him, so he would run over and say, what do you want? And Eli said, I didn't say anything, go back to bed, kind of like I do every night with my kids, and 
He comes running in again. This happened four times. Finally, the last time Eli kind of figured out what was going on. And he said, Samuel, when you hear it again, say, Hear my Lord speak, for thy servant heareth. And Samuel did, and he got to hear a message from God when no one else was. Man, I, I, I shouldn't be talking about Samuel right now, because the more I am, the more I'm interested in studying his life, which I may. But he just, God spoke to him as a child. He got to hear a message. He, he served God. He was dedicated to God from his godly mother, and he served God. It, boy, it just makes me think about my life as a parent, and maybe yours. Do we pray over our children? This morning I was um, writing out some prayers. I, I wrote down on a piece. I just grabbed a white piece of paper to write out my prayers because my mind could get so distracted and I and I wanted to focus. And so I grabbed a piece of paper that had a little bit of writing on it and I just began to write down my prayers. And I wrote several prayers, but one of them was the children. And I wrote my children's name and I started with Mariah and I, I wrote down some some areas that I want to see God work in her life this summer. And then I wrote down Eliana, whose name means God has answered. And I wrote down some things that I want to see God do in her life. And then I wrote Jeremiah down and some things that I want in, in Elijah. And I was praying over my kids. And I think Hannah had to be so proud. If she heard, she would take her him a coat. And every so often she would go see him. And I think she was so proud of of her son. He, he was dedicated to God and, and he, he was raised under the ministry of Eli. And then it says, as I was kind of just skimming back a little bit over his life, I knew I wouldn't be able to even get as tied down as I am right now, but there was a part, and I, I didn't even realize this. It didn't click to me. I knew he was a judge. I knew that. He was the last judge, as a matter of fact, and he was the first of the new order of prophets possibly the founder of the the school of prophets that's talked about several times in the Old Testament. But, but I found this little nugget in, in chapter 7 of 1 Samuel when it says, and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. There's a big statement right there because can you think of some judges, let's just think of the name Samson, that did not finish well? There were some times when he did not judge Israel like he was supposed to, but Samuel finished well. He started well. And he finished well. Boy, that's who I want to be. I may mess a lot of things up, but I want to finish well. It says he, he judged Israel all the days of his life. Now listen to this, his kind of his ministry. He says, he went from year to year in circuit. It's kind of like a circuit writer, a circuit preacher. It says he went in circuit. He went to Bethel and Gilgal and Mizpah and judged Israel in those places. So he would rotate. He would go to Bethel. And he would judge through their circumstances. People would bring their complaints. He would bring their issues, their, their, their problems with people. And he would make judgments, kind of a little bit like a judge would do nowadays. And he would make rulings on that. And then he would move from Bethel to Gilgal and from there to Mizpah. And he would do this. And then when that was, circuit was done, it says he, and he would return. And his return was to Ramah, for there was his house. And there he judged Israel. And there he built an altar unto the Lord. I think that last little phrase is important. That even as he was traveling and even as he was ministering back at his house, back at his home base, he made an altar. 
and he worshiped God. You know, we're busy serving all the time. Some of you listen to this, you're in the ministry. Some of you are not. You're, you're a layperson like me, and you're working, and you're serving. Let's not forget to have a place of worship at our home. A private time, personal time with God. And, and Samuel did. You know, Samuel was one that, and I didn't realize this, but many of the Jews, as I was researching Samuel, many of the Jews look at Samuel second to Moses. They really look at Moses. Now, we know Abraham gets a lot of credit, but but they look at Samuel right up there with Moses. And even he gets described, and he was, as a man who interceded for others. And it, that makes me think of that passage where Samuel said about Saul, he said, God forbid that I should sin in ceasing to pray for you. He was someone, he disagreed with Saul and a lot of decisions Saul did, but he prayed for Saul. He watched Saul when Saul was a young, humble young man, and he watched him turn to a prideful, wicked king. And he prayed against that, and he prayed for Saul. He prayed for David. I'm no doubt he prayed for David. I think a lot of David's ministry, and what I admire so much about David probably, was answers to Samuel's prayers. But a few Psalms. Psalm, well, one Psalm. Psalm 99, verse 6, it says, Moses... And Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. Here, Samuel's tied with Moses and Aaron as someone who called to God. He was known as man that prayed. Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah recorded this, that the Lord said this. It says, then said the Lord unto me, though Moses and Samuel stood before me. Talking the idea of prayer. Talking about the idea of intercessory prayer. Samuel was a man who interceded. It says, though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind could not be toward this people. And he goes on there. So Samuel was known as a man that interceded in prayer. He was, from his birth, he was dedicated. He, he served God. He was an interceder in prayer. He obeyed God. I just, at the beginning question I asked you, I said, when you think of Samuel, what do you think about? I think about a man who just obeyed God. When God said, go find the next king, he went to where David was. When, when God said, go ahead and give the people what they want, and let Saul be king, he obeyed God. He was, he was burdened for his people. He was frustrated with his people. He even told the people, this is one of the things I wrote down in my notes, he stood up to the king Saul at times when Saul was wrong, and he stood up to the people of Israel when, when they were wrong. And I'm sure there were some people that thought, well, oh, this Samuel, he's kind of grouchy. He, he's, always, he's, he's always telling us we're wrong. He's always trying to stop us. I'm sure that Samuel had a bad taste in some people's mouths because he was so passionate for righteousness. Do the right thing. Love God. And he would tell Saul that, even when Saul would disagree. Now think of that one scenario where... Samuel told Saul, you need to kill them all. And Saul didn't. He let some of those Amalekites live. And Samuel made that classic line. He goes, what is this bleeding of sheep I hear in my ear or something like that? He goes, he goes, oh yeah, we killed them all. He goes, so then why am I hearing the sheep? You were supposed to kill the animals too. And Samuel was upset with him. Samuel just was a man who wanted to do right. But now let me wrap it up because I only read to you three words. And I'm not getting far this week. But he goes on, it says this, and Samuel died, now watch, and all the Israelites 
were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in his house at Ramah. You see, there was going to be some times when he rubbed Israel wrong and he, he was hard to Israel. You're not living right. You're not doing right. He was hard on Saul at times. But when Samuel died, he had such respect in his ministry and his life and his love for God and his worship for God that all of Israel mourned his death and they came to be a part of this memorial service for him. That just leaves me with this thought. At the end of my life, and I've thought a lot about that lately, not because I'm dying, not because I have cancer, I'm, because I turned 40 years old, and maybe it's midlife crisis, I don't know. You're just thinking about your life. You think about, in many ways, it may be half or over half over for me. But how will we finish? How will be, How will we be remembered? You see, I don't think we have to be defined by our failures. I don't think we have to be defined by even some sins that may be in your life. I think we be, we can be defined by faithfulness even through all of that. I'm going to give you a quote in my ramblings at the end of something I read today, but I, I, it, it talks about the fact that God wants to build in us character. and I And I do believe that it's the trials, it's it's the overcoming, it's the failures, and everything that comes in our life that builds in us character, that leaves a legacy, that leaves an impact on the lives of other people. And Samuel here, I'm taking a break today from, I, though I've said the name David, I'm taking a break today to honor Samuel in one verse. He died all of the Israelites mourned his death. Why? Because he was a godly man that did right. So, if you were to die today, how would people view your life? Does your life leave an impact? Are you worshiping God in your home? Are you standing for what's right? Do you love God? Is it obvious or would you be like some? Boy, I've had to go, I've had to do some funerals and I've had to be at some funerals that you don't even have confidence in saying that person's in heaven. You just don't see it in their lives. You hear what they say, but you just don't see it. That was not Samuel. Samuel was a man who loved God. And I hope that this week, as we just kind of zoomed in on him a little bit, I hope that that would challenge you, encourage you we need more Samuels today. They may not be in the limelight like David was, but Samuel was a man of God. May we be men and women of God. Hey friends, thanks for listening this week to the podcast. I hope it was an encouragement to you. If it was, can you do me a favor? Can you go to wherever you're listening, especially if you're an Apple Podcast listener, would you do me this favor? Would you go down to the bottom of this podcast and just give it a rating? Right now we've got 20 ratings and I think three people have actually have written something. I'd love to see, let's get that to 25 ratings for now and keep moving that up. That allows this, this podcast to be spread to more people. I'd really, really appreciate that. And then the other thing 
is I'd love to have you subscribe to the newsletter that I've been writing each Monday. And you hear me talk about it often. But maybe this is the time when you say, you know what, I'm just going to go subscribe. It's not going to shut him up because he doesn't know, but I'm just going to go do it. I hope that you would. And I really hope that as I'm learning how to write and try to be more effective in communicating through that, I'm really hoping that it can be a help to you and that we can we can advance and do some more things in the future that's going to really help people fall in love with God's Word. All right, here's the quote I want to give you. I was reading one of the newsletters I subscribed to. I subscribed to probably 15 newsletters. I just I love to read them and learn things from them. And I subscribed to several of them, but one of them that I subscribed to, I read this quote today, and so I'm going to share it with you. It, it was a quote from a guy, last name of, I think, Bubna. I don't know him, but I Googled it, and I think he's taken it from Rick Warren, who I don't quote a lot, but I will give him credit on this one. He said this, God is more concerned with my character than my comfort. I want to leave you with that this week. Think about that. God is more concerned with your character than your comfort. And sometimes it's the difficult times and the difficult things in life that you go through that build your character while taking you out of your comfort zone. Think about that this week. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. I'll see you back on Sunday.